This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hi, welcome to another edition of that Mill podcast. Well, slightly different in the normal way. So, um, basically, we've had these two Herberts with us now for a while. Kai, um, Christ, when Kai joined us, he was a young lad, and now he's a he's developing into an old man. So, um, hey ho, we're getting there. But look, we're um, we're gonna bring back one of the shows um, we started with a format a while ago. Um, we call it Who Are You? Uh, others call it Listed Line. It's stolen really from Robert Elms on uh, on BBC London on the show he does Listed Line. It's 20 questions thereabouts about Millwall. And basically what we do is we run through the questions um, with both of these lads. And then what we do is we, we get to know, we get to know the panel um, a little bit better, find out, why they're Millwall, uh, and if they're really Millwall, and um, and just from there. So, look, sit back, grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a cup of tea, uh, grab yourself a vape or a cigar or something other what you want to smoke. But we'll be back straight after this. I'll see you in a minute. Welcome back. Part one of 20 Questions. Um, right, Kai, heads or tails? Go ahead. Okay, you lose. Right, Joe, you go first. <laughs> um, it's easy. Question one is easy. It's your name, your Twitter handle, and 
age and basically whereabouts in London you live. Okay. Or whereabouts in the world you live. If you, you, can, you can give as much or as little of that as you want. Yeah. Um, so my Twitter handle is uh, Mr. Zampa7. Um, I use Joe Zampa as, as my name on Twitter. I don't like to give out my, uh, my, my real surname, but I'll give you a clue. It starts with a Z. Um, no shit. No. Um, I'm 46 and I grew up in Clapham, South London. So I'm not too far from Millwall. Um, lived there to about age of 27 and then moved out to uh, Isha, Surrey. Um, after got married and offer had our first, first child. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much me. Kai, same question. So, yeah, my name's obviously Kai Bennett. Uh, Twitter handle is KaiBennett32. Um, I'm 18 years old and, yeah, I've lived in sort of Bromley all my life. It's weird when you say I'm 18 because we remember when you, I think you first started coming on the show, you were 16, weren't you? Something like that, yeah. He's now he's now reached puberty and everything, isn't he? Yeah. If you, if you <laughs> I tell you, if if you um if you if you do watch this or you haven't, you know, head over to our YouTube channel, scroll back through to the ones right down the bottom, and have a look at Kai from the start, mm. and have a look at Kai now, and you sort of we've got a. a an aging Kai as you go through. And if we carry on doing this show for another 10, 15 years or so, you'll see Kai slowly age with stress <laughs> more and more. Um, so, yeah. Right. On this question then, Kai, you'll go first. And then obviously you, Joan, we'll rotate through. So okay. you'll do question two first. And then Joe, you'll do question three first and vice versa. Um, if there's any question you don't really know, or you want to come back to it, just pass. And then we go to the next person and we can always come back to you to give you time to think um, if you haven't really got an answer. So, Kai, to you, how did you be, how did you come become a, uh, a Millwall supporter? So it's really gone through my family, really. It started with my granddad. Um, granddad's about 75 now. Um, used to hop the den, up the old den at probably about eight, nine years old. Um Used to be grew up in Peckham, so you know, quite really close to the den, the old den. Um, and then it's really gone through there. My uncle's a his son, my uncle is a Millwall fan, it's gone all the way through to my dad, um, who married into the family. Um, and he's loved it ever since. And then I was younger, and one day my dad said to me, You want to come to Millwall? and I was like, Yeah, love, love to. Uh, I think I was probably about five at the time. I remember the game, it was nil nil against Carlisle, it was a league one game. I remember the it was really dull nil nil apart from Gary Alexander hit the bar that was my only memory of the game um, but yeah obviously been going ever since and I love it excellent same question to you then Joe yeah just it's amazing when you hear Kai say he's five years old watching Gary Alexander's scoring like it doesn't seem that long ago to me but it's incredible that was your first sort of memory wasn't it brilliant and you were um, about 27 yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I was 12 <laughs> um so, so what was the question again? Sorry, how we got how you get how you get to become how, a Millwall fan? How did you become a Millwall fan? Okay, so so weirdly, and I'm not ashamed to admit this. When I was um, young, you say West Ham, we're cutting this short right now. No, no, no. Uh, um, but <laughs> I was about nine, about early, about eight or nine years old, and I actually started supporting Liverpool. And it sounds weird, but I think everyone in the '80s liked Liverpool. They were a good side. They had some good players. Um, you know, they they were. Clearly, you know, the kind of the Man City, if you like, of, 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 of then. And, um, but of course, being Liverpool, I could never go and watch a game, could I? I, I couldn't, couldn't have gone to, uh, to watch them. And uh, one of my mates, um, one of my best mates, a guy called Mark, um, he used to go with his uncle to go and watch me all play. Although he was a Liverpool supporter as well, like myself at the time. Um, but he used to go along to watch uh, a live game. And he went a few times, went quite often, went with his cousin as well. And then he asked me to go with him one week. And uh, the first game I went to, I'm pretty sure it was Hull at home. Um, we won 2 nils back in 1987. It would have been the season we went up. And, um, yeah, my first memory was, I just remember sort of like walking up the steps uh, as you go into uh, into the ground. And it was, it, was a, it was a fairly sort of like 
it must be a late late kickoff or something. I remember the floodlights were there. The pitch was was bright, you know, with the floodlights. And my first memory was coming out this this it's this stadium, thinking, wow, like unbelievable. The atmosphere, the people. Uh, I remember sort of like walking along and seeing like these yellow barriers, um, safety barriers, stop you know fans from moving forward and and whatnot. I remember sort of looking at the front, thinking, what's these yellow spiky sort of like <laughs> plastic sort of um spikes the top of the uh the, the, the kind of fencing which we had a fence at the time um as well as the uh sideboard so that was my earliest sort of memory really um as not all that stuff I can remember I mean question three obviously you first was you sort of answered it but um what was your first Millwall memory as such or your first impression you sort of answered it to a, to a degree yeah, yeah, I, I guess I did it was that really I mean I just, I just remember um, visually thinking, I remember, I remember at the time because I was quite small. Um, and when when the decision went, went against us, I remember because it's all standing at that time. I remember like, all the, all the guys, all the men behind were such swearing, swearing and shouting and rushing forward and knocking me forwards. And I was thinking, Jesus Christ, like that. And um, that happened a few times. I remember looking to my mate Mark. I said, Jesus, like does that happen quite often? And he goes, get used to it, mate. If they score, it'd be a lot worse than that. And I was kind of praying that Mill wouldn't score. I was like, I don't want to score. Um, and I just remember just sort of feeling quite vulnerable, like in this big crowd, you know, people just sort of pushing around and moving forward and just going back and forward, you know. And I remember kind of hitting these barriers thinking, Jesus, I'm going like, to lock myself out here. It was up to my head, you know, the barrier at the time almost. Um, but that's kind of like my early sort of memory. But, you know, very quickly, you kind of just grow into it. You love it. Yeah, you know, they, they they always say um, you don't choose sport mill, or mill chooses you. And you know, I think I, I for one, can vouch for that. Um, that that was a a great season and a season that was obviously very very iconic in our history because we got promoted to the old first division at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighty eight was it? Eighty eighty eight, eighty nine season, wasn't it? Or eighty seven, eighty eight, yeah. CPL. For you then, Joe, CBL, yes. halfway, um, yeah. Seats or Ilderton Road then? Um, CBL. Um, CBL. And, and weirdly, even in, in the new ground, I'm not sure if that question's coming up later on, but um, that's where I used to always go quite a lot, at the, uh, the club and then behind the uh, the goal on the south south upper, up until very yeah. recently. Well, Kai, you're not old enough to go into the new den, or the old den, new den for you. Um, do you like it there, and where do you sit? I love, I love the, the the new den. I mean, I was never lucky enough to go to the old den. My granddad always tells me stories about it. It looks, it looks incredible. Sort of, you know, the atmosphere there. But obviously, for me, only seeing the new den, still, I still, you know, love it. I never got to witness that, so I can never compare it. But the new den is the, the well, I just call it a den because it's the only den I've known. But, um. But it's, there's nothing like it, is there, on, on a Saturday afternoon, you know, if, especially if it's a full house, massive game. It's just a it's a great place to be a part of. It almost feels like a, you're there with not just your own family, but your, your Millwall family, if that makes sense. Like everyone's done it for the same thing and, and everyone wants to win the game. You can see the passion and the love for the for the team and then the club um, in every, you know, sports eye. But yeah, I, I love it at the New Dem. And sitting, uh, well, up until, recent, up until recently, I've been sitting in the Colbo Lane and but obviously... I've been doing the journalism stuff. I'm in the press box, but I miss oh, the, uh, the. Do you do you work for the journalism side? Then do you? Didn't know that. <laughs> I heard you did man on the board at some point as well. Touche. I was yeah. yeah second second ever second only um, fan on the board. Um, fucking killed the position off as well. They I stopped us, um, didn't they? They probably thought, fuck that. Not getting more. Had enough. Yeah, yeah, they had enough. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no, it was like, oops. Um, no, fair play, fair play, Kai. You threw me right off here. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the now. The questions start to really get interesting. Um, Kai, you're first. Um, favorite all-time player for me. I'm going to have to go for none other than Jimmy Abdu. Um, Early years supporting Millwall, uh, you know, Jimmy was always there. Um, and when he left, when obviously he finished playing for Millwall, it was a bit weird because he'd been there as long as I could remember. So not having Jimmy about was a very strange um, 
strange time at Millwall for, for the first couple of years at least, because you would expected that that engine in the midfield to be running around causing a you know causing a nightmare, being a pest. And you know, even though he didn't have the, the most technical, they didn't have the best technical ability, what he didn't have in that he made up for in his work rate and his you know his desire and energy. So for me, my favourite all-time player at, at Mill supporting them has to be uh, Jimmy Abdu. Okay, same question then, young Joseph. Yes, um, this is an easy one for me. Um, so I idolised this this guy, and um, you know, ironically, I, I actually got opportunity to meet him about two years ago in the um, executive lounge. I've got a photo um, taken with him. So if you're going to, um, I had it as my, on a pinned tweet and my profile on Twitter, but I think it's been changed uh, to uh, Benicophobia now. But um, and my my favourite player was Tony Cascarino. Um, I mean, was, we had a lot of good players that season. I remember we had, um, obviously, there's Briley, Terry Herlock, Jimmy Carter. Um, Rhino was only, only a youngster coming through. Um, so many players to mention. Teddy Sheringham, of course, was, was was a massive player at the time for us. But there's something about Tony Cascarino. I just loved, I loved the way he, he sort of played. I loved the goals he scored. Um, you know, he was uh, the, the kind of the main man, if you like, up front. Um, so when I used to play football with my friends, you know, I was trying to emulate him. I used to pretend I was Tony Cascarino, like we'd, we'd be playing football, you know, in, on the estate and, um, you know, on, on the, uh, the concrete playground and uh, playing headers and volleys. And like my brother would be, um, I don't know, sort of Teddy Sheringham, my mate would be Jimmy Carter, and you know, he'd be crossing the ball, and I'd be there like Cascarino headering the ball in, you know, and screaming his name. And I embarrassed myself and told Tony Cascarino this story when I met him. So uh, he, he just laughed, and I'm sure he's probably heard it, you know, hundred um, times. From I, had other talk, I had to do talk sport a month ago now with um, uh, who did I do it with? Laura Wood, I think it was, and um, oh, and Tony Cascarino, and um, yeah, Tony Cascarino I made I remember me that, promise. Actually. I remember he that made, he yeah. made a promise that he'll um, he'll come on here later this year. Yeah, so um, I remember that. Well, that'd be something. I might go a bit. Of, uh, to, um... I might go a bit sort of um, gummy on him and yeah. uh, like go a bit, a bit, a bit silly. Hello, Tony. Right. <laughs> you first, Joe. Favorite all-time manager. Um, I there's, there's a few. I mean, I, I love. I love one. I love Neil Harris. I thought yeah, Neil Harris was was, was a great player. I think it was you know good good. He got us obviously as, as a manager. Um, I really like Mark McGee. As well, the one I'm sure. Oh, can it mean to a over and grateful? Top of the league. Um, so, so there's so many different words to that song. I know. So the manager I picked um, was Mick McCarthy. Okay, I just I just love that era. I, I like I like what he did. I like the players he brought in. Uh, I remember the football we we played under him. It just seemed like the ball was played on the floor. Like, it was yeah. a lot of passing. Um, players like Malcolm Allen, Jenny Morley, um, Van der Berg, you know, there's, there's a, I remember these players coming through. Then, of course, the younger ones coming through as well at the time. But it just seemed to play a nice sort of trait of football that I enjoyed watching. Um, yeah. I don't know if he was the manager at the time when we had Mark Kennedy, Ben Thatcher, Andy Roberts, Alex Ray, would that have been Mick McCarthy as well when, when the youngsters start coming through? Or well, had he had left by him? I can't remember. No, Alex Ray, Alex Ray would have been. Yeah, he would have been there, I think. Might have been. I can't think of anyone else at that time who um, could have been manager. But it would have been George Graham, wouldn't it? Or late, well, that was really eight, early. Yeah. yeah, that was before John Doherty um, took over. Um, so he would have been like mid, mid-80s, mid um, him and Frank McClintock. And then John, yeah. John Dockton took over, and I think about a year or two after we got promoted. But no, uh, with Mick McCarthy, I just loved that sort of time. I just loved the football. It sort of changed a little bit, and you know, we, we were scoring goals. We looked good on the eye, you know, good good football team to watch, and some some great sort of players that sort of come through that group. Um, you know, we know who Kai's going to be. It's going to be Steve Lomas. Who's your manager then? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, 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 tell us who your manager is, right? Yeah. And then we're going to tell that other story, okay? Okay. 
Um, so my my manager, obviously, it's difficult because I haven't had that many managers because obviously we are a club that tends to keep our managers for quite quite a, quite a while. But you know, apart from Holloway and Lomas, um, maybe one more. It's it's very it's been Kenny Jacket, Neil Harris, and Gary Rowett the, the majority of the years. Yeah. Um, for you, yeah, for me, yeah. Obviously, Neil Harris, I love Neil Harris. I think Kenny Jacket did a, a great job as well. But for me, the manager for me has to be Neil Harris, just because of what he did as a player, and then to transfer that as a manager as well. I thought you know some of the cup runs we went on and some of the, the displays in in League One uh, when we went up, and then you know nearly get us up in the playoffs the first season back in the Championship was a uh, was really good. So yeah, I'm going to go for Neil Harris. Okay, come on in, Kai. Tell us your Steve Lomas story. You, the, yeah, I'll tell you, the fans will love this. The listeners will love this story because they probably saw it at the time and didn't know that later in life that 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 kid is Kai Bennett. So I was about—I don't know how old but I must have been about nine or ten. I don't know how it, it must have been about nine or ten. Anyway, so the game that Lomas got sacked after was we lost to Watford. I think it was four nil. At Vicarage Road, and I think it was near Christmas time. Might even been boxing there. It was one, one, something near there, and I took a Steve Lomas out um, banner with me, like a little paper thing I made at home as a kid, and I took it with me. And um, anyway, obviously he got sacked probably about you know straight after the game. I think it was. Anyway, I'm, I'm holding it up at the end of the game, and I go home, and Dad goes to me, "Oh, Kai, you're on the, you've just been on the telly. You're, you, we can see if we can see your banner." So, um, so yeah, that's my claim to fame. So you basically got Steve Lomas a sack. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're, yeah. we're getting a we're getting a picture of him. We're posting on our Twitter feed. Yeah, Instagram feed. So all the old players have got yeah. have got Kai, Kai to thank for that one, haven't they? Kai Bennett had there. So well, um, right. The worst Kai, your first worst Millwall player you've ever seen um, at the Den or ever seen play in a Millwall shirt. Oh, Can be anyone. Yeah. It has to be Gary Taylor Fletcher. <laughs> he was. <laughs> He's been doing this show way too long, and <laughs> we've influenced him dreadfully. <laughs> he was. He was dreadful though, wasn't he? Like he came to us. I think didn't Holloway sign him? It was a, I think yeah. it was a Holloway sign him? He's, he's a, a mate of his, weren't he, or something? Yeah. Yeah, and he worked with him under, at Blackpool, and obviously, there's no, there's no doubt in Taylor Fletcher scored quite a few goals in his career. But when he came to us, he just looked like he. I don't know. He just looked like he was playing the wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the wrong. He's in the wrong sport. Like, he should have been playing darts. darts. Yeah, yeah. Darts or, or, or bowls or something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but he just didn't look like he was interested. He looked. I mean, you know, he he was out of shape, like, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, he, he had was, a real garden as well, didn't he? Like, no, yeah, it was. Just... It wasn't a good time for that up front. God, that's... No. same question for you, then, Joe. Worst ever Millwall player. That, that was mine. <laughs> it's quite an easy run, really, isn't it? You know, I mean, the guy, the guy I was on loan with to us, he played ten games, didn't score a goal. I don't even got near near the uh, the, the other team's um, goal areas. To be fair, let him have a shot and score. Um, and, and we did our loan team recently, didn't we? We talked about all those strikers we had, you know, over the years, and some scored, you know, a few goals. Some have scored one. Some have scored, you know, quite a lot. To play ten games and not even get one goal. You know, the guy was overweight. You could see his gut hanging over his shorts. You know, it was it was embarrassing. I mean, thankfully, you know, even Holloway weren't that stupid to start him. He's often he's come off the bench, didn't he, the last sort of 15, 20 minutes. I think that's all he had in him, about 15, yeah. 20 minutes, right, right around the right around the pitch. I say running around the pitch, I say, I say that word loosely. It's kind of just walking around the pitch a little bit. Yeah. Um, he, had the, he had the same style and finesse as I do on a football pitch. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, I think, I think you about the same fucking size as me as well. I think you, I think you lasted longer than he did, though, Mickey. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> at least you've done thirty-five minutes. You know what I mean? Let's see. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. So, yeah. Kai, worst ever player you've seen play at the Den, as in an away player, Gary Taylor Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that, that's tough, but I, I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for Jermaine Beckford. Just because every wow. time we played him, he crumbled. He absolutely crumbled, like under the like pressure. Ben Chidwell. Right? Well, there, there's players that used to come to the den and they thrive off that, the atmosphere and the, they come to the den, they thrive off, you know, the atmosphere and the banter and stuff. But Jermaine Beckford, he just, as soon as the Millwall fans bantered with him, he just, he just didn't, he just didn't like it. I remember playing, I remember he played for Leeds. Um, he got subbed off at half time, I think it was. It was, it was that come up played for us and then he, 
he played everywhere else he played, he scores against us. Um, Graben. Yeah, Lewis Graben. Fucking hell, mate. All the time. It was, it was a nightmare, but yeah. Even this season, we lost one nil at home, didn't we? I'm sure he got the winner, didn't he? In like a 92nd, yeah. 93rd minute. And he was already going in and he had to tap it in just to make yeah. just, just make sure. Yeah. Exactly. So, who's your worst ever player in Joe? Um, I, I struggle really because I'll be honest with you. I mean, you don't really look at the opposition who their who their worst players are. You you kind of identify who their best players are. Sometimes you can you can give yeah, credit but you to know them. you know who the worst player is. You've seen. Stop fucking getting out of it. Fucking give us a name. Really, the worst really player you've asking. ever seen at the den. I was struggling, but if we're using players that are crumbled, didn't David um, Bentley play against us for Blackburn once, and we gave him a lot of stick? I think he played quite shit as well. I mean, everything was going peaked on for him. He couldn't couldn't cross a ball, couldn't hit a pass. His shooting was was over the place. Am I dreaming that, or did that happen? I think you're not dreaming it, but yeah. But also, you can understand. I mean, we were there at the charity match the other day, the other week, mm. and you raised it on on a bit where you said about um, where you can hear the crowd and the crowd weren't that, you know, the crowd weren't that big and you could hear everything they were saying and stuff. But can you imagine what the den would be like if you're an opposition player and you're going to take a throw in? You can understand to a degree why Ben Chigwell fucking shit himself, you know, why he didn't want to take any more throw-ins because it was horrendous. You know, the level of abuse. I mean, we've all sat there in Carlblow Lane End and listened to the shit the keepers get. Mm. And you just think, you know, especially on, what is it, on East, I think it's on, on east side where the dugouts are, um, there's a couple of guys there who just constantly give it to players. And you just think, fuck taking that all day long. Do you know what I mean? You, you, that must, if, you, if you're if you not a proven pro, that must get to you. And you and just and suddenly like, to deal wow. with it. No, no you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'll, can I just, can I just say, though, fl- flip one to that question, Mickey, the best player I've seen at Millwall, um, and it's been it's been a few decent players there, but the one that I thought re-stand that to me was um, Paul Merson. When we we what we lost Portsmouth five nil, and um, we had a decent side at the time. This McGee was in charge. We had you know Ifill playing, Christoph Kinnett, I'm sure Harris. We had a decent side at the time, and um, they they smashed us five nil. And Paul Merson just ran the show. He even scored a penalty, I think, for the fifth one at the end. And I, if I remember. Um, he was one of the few players that got clapped off by the Mill supporters at the end uh, when he was substituted. I think at the end, there's only been a couple of them as well. So, yeah. and Darren Byfield did, I think, didn't he? When he played for Rotherham, we lost six one against them, and he scored five goals yeah, against yeah. us. And he went off about the 80th minute, and he got a standing ovation for the Mill supporters. And um, he ended up playing for us, didn't he? A few years after, which is interesting. Yeah. Shame we couldn't get older Merson, but yeah, right. he, he was good. Let's move on. Question 10. The most memorable Millwall moment. Uh, any, any, mine, mate. We we'll go with you, Kai. I'll go with. Uh, for me, that not your favourite. Your the most memorable to you. I think the one that the the most memorable memorable moment that stands out to me has to be the the Everton match a couple of years ago. You know when Wallace Murray Wallace scored last mm. minute. Um, my cousin to the right of me, he's, his arms have gone flying up in the air to celebrate and he's knocked my little cousin's tooth out. So her tooth on the floor. She's trying to find it because she's like about the tooth fairy and stuff. So <laughs> which, she's which are real. Which are real. Yeah. And I understand why yeah. she wanted yeah. to find it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Tooth fairy, when you're younger, mate, pays well. So yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah, she was about seven or eight and she's looking for it. And we're, we're scoring and we, we've just scored. And my granddad's looking at it going, don't worry about that. Just celebrate, you know, sort of thing. And um, Murray Wallace, and I remember the commentary, I got home and watched the game all over again. Um, it was one of their memorable nights at the Den. And yeah, just had, I had an operation the day before as well um, on one of my ears. And doctor said to me, you shouldn't go to the Den tomorrow. It's not, not safe for you and stuff. And anyway, moaned all evening to my parents for about 15, going, I want to go to the Den. I really want to go. And anyway, in the end, dad went to me, right, fine, you can go on one condition you wear something over your ear to basically block out a lot of noise and yeah basically yeah and I went there and I I I'm so pleased I went otherwise it would have been a a real um, regret of mine yeah but it was great Great especially when the coach especially when the coach drivers took the wrong fucking turn and come down Hilton Road yeah Um, (laughs) 
So, yeah, what's your most memorable moment following Millwall then, Joe? Yeah, so there's, there's a few a few games I was thinking about. Um, but the one that stands out to me is, is probably the most iconic game uh, was Millwall away to Hull when we got promoted in 87. And uh, at the time, we needed to win the game. We, we won the game 1-0. Kevin O'Callaghan had a, had a penalty um, and, and took it superbly. And that win meant that mathematically, that's it, we're up, we're, we're promoted um, into the old first division before the premiership was was around, of yeah. course. Um, so that, for me, is probably the most you know, memorable, iconic sort of games I could, I could ever sort of think of, really. OK, question 11 to you first, Joe. Your favourite ever Millwall moment? OK, so my favourite Millwall moment is the the last home game of the season when we got promoted um, in 2001. We we played uh, Oldham, 1-5-0, and we absolutely terrorised them. You know, I think Claridge scored a, a couple. Harris Harris actually played a part in all five goals in that game. Um, I think he scored one, set up really for, for one or two. Claridge got a couple, and... Harris was just on fire. You know, we absolutely annihilated them. And it was just, a, it was an amazing moment to know that, you know, we were going up, but going up as champions. And then, of course, they then walked around, you know, the, the ground holding the uh, the trophy. It was uh, an amazing occasion. You know, absolutely, you know, for me, it's probably, for, for me, for a live game to go and watch, it's probably the best, the best game I've, I've seen Mill play. Your question then, Kai, favourite ever Millwall moment? Kai, you dickhead, you're on mute. I was good. My, my favourite would probably have to be um, the playoff final a couple, couple of years ago uh, under Harris. Yeah. Uh, Morrison's goal. Uh, just remember the... I, I went. I did go to the Scunthorpe game when Gary Alexander scored, but obviously we lost 3-2. I was also at the Swindon one where Robbo scored. But that Morrison one, there was just almost a different feeling about about it, if you know what I mean. That, that, that sort of... I mean, in both games, two... You know, club almost. You could well. Robbo is a legend. You probably could define Morrison as a legend too. But that that game, the the strike partnership between Gregory and Morrison was so uh, so good. And Bradford obviously had missed that chance earlier in the match with when Archie saved it. So it really felt like that game that we were going to probably go on and win. And when it went in, that, that relief around the, the the section of Millwall end, and obviously the the amount of fouls we brought that day compared to Bradford was just it was unbelievable atmosphere. Mm. You see that that playoff final where Morrison scored was probably one of the best game, one of the the best moments as such. Like being there and everything else, it was great. But on the same level, it was probably one of the greatest regrets because I basically i I said to the club, um, "Oh, I've got I've got invited to hospitality with." Um, William Hill and um, Lord Kennedy. So I've taken that position. I've taken a, a, a seat there, blah, blah, blah. And then I got told, oh, great, because I don't. Have, we don't have that many um, Royal Box tickets. So if you've got a place, then you take that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll be all right. All right, yeah, yeah, well, you know, it'll be all right. And then I don't know if you've been to hospitality at, uh, 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 like the the William Hill or the hospitality or Wembley, but it's it's right at the top. So you've got a great view. You've got a great big balcony and the food and the drink and everything else is second to none. And I mean, the food is like lumps of fucking steak and fucking lamb and everything you, everything you want is there, mate. Food-wise, drink-wise, everything. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. 
Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. And you're up there, great view. So I saw it from the top down as it went in. Fantastic view, fantastic. But my biggest regret is that I weren't lowered down and I weren't in the Royal Box and I didn't go on the pitch legitimately after that game. (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of the greatest things. But yeah, hey-ho, it is what it is. So we go you, Kai, next. Question 12. Funniest ever Millwall moment? Um, I was just thinking about this one, and I can't really think of like a, a, a load of them, but I'm going to go for the one that I remember the clearest. I remember it's on Twitter. I've seen, I see it pop up on Twitter all the time. I think we were beating Birmingham 2-0 about four years ago, and Jeb Wallace has got the ball between his legs, and oh, the yeah, players yeah, trying yeah. to lift him around to try and get the ball off him, and he's just, he's just, he's got it still, and they just, wherever he, wherever he basically throws him round, Jed just will not let go of the ball. And it went on probably a couple, about 10, 20 seconds. The referee and the other having to get the ball off his legs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was just classic time wasting. And it was, I, that was, I was remembering the stands just, you know, dying of laughter because I thought it was fantastic. But yeah, that's what I'd have to go for for my funniest moment. Joe? That, that was mine as well. That was mine as well. I think there's been a couple that Jed's been involved with. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, I think that there was that one about that was about three years ago, wasn't it? three or four years ago, when when he, when he held onto that ball. And what was funny was when the guy kind of picked him up off the ground. Yeah, his legs were bent, weren't they? His, his, yeah, yeah. His, his, his feet were under his arse, so to speak, as he was kneeling, yeah. kneeling down. And he didn't straighten yeah. his legs, so he's still no, sitting on it. his ball. And the guy's trying to. Turn I, can, I can visually, I can visualize right now where the geezer's. Yeah. It's as if the geezer's picking up his naughty little toddler. And yeah. the ball's in between <laughs> Jed's knees, and it, and yeah. everywhere he moves, the ball's just going. And Jed's like just all limp weight, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and in the end, the geezer just puts him down. And fuck, brilliant, you know what I mean, brilliant, brilliant. Well, I think my funniest ever moment, Millwall, was when the Cardiff fan fell off the top. All the way through the game, he'd been giving it fucking all this, and you're gonna fucking get it, you slag, and all that. And then all of a sudden, they scored. And everyone surged forward and the poor cunt went straight over the top, landed on the seats at the bottom. It was all right. But when the old Bill got to him first, the old Bill thought he was dead and started to fucking try and give him compressions and oh, the cunt weren't dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was, fake, he was faking, faking death, I think he? I think falling off the top, all he got was a broken finger. But because of the wow. old bill, I think they broke a couple of his ribs for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring that to life. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, yeah. Um, question 13. Go you first, Joe. Um, best story about following Millwall? Um, at first, I scratched me. I think I can't think of anything. But then there was a couple that come to mind. So, I'm going to do two. That's okay. So... One was years and years and years ago, we um, played at Sellers Park um, against Crystal Palace away. And we had, a, we had a German forward called Uwe Fuchs. Uh, so I don't remember him. Uh, and this game was live on, on Sky or TV or something. It's been transmitted live. And I had it recorded. My dad's recording for me while, while we were there watching the game. And we couldn't get a ticket for the Mill end. So what do you do as any sort of loyal supporter? You go and sit. In the, way, in the home end, which was the Palace end. So it was me and about three mates of ours. We uh, we sat at the uh, the home end and we're trying to sort of contain ourselves. I think we went one more down or something like that. And then suddenly there's an opportunity to come up. A cross comes in. Uwe Fuchs scores. And uh, me and my mates just couldn't help ourselves. We just jumped up. And we're like, yeah, we're going mental. 
Um, there was an old lady behind me with an umbrella, and she was like whacking me. She's going, you bloody Mill supporters, you should be in here, you bloody hooligans. And we're really quite young ourselves anyway. We're sort of teenagers, I guess, you know. Um, but what was funny was when I watched back that evening, the, the, the game, um, you actually see the camera angle as a cross comes in, Louis Fuchs scores in the distance where the Palace side is. There's four guys just stand up randomly in the middle of the crowd cheering. <laughs> and literally we're just standing there like in our you know in our, in our element we just equalize you know um so that's one of them and very very quickly the second one is um I, I used to go to a lot of away games with my brother-in-law who's also a mill supporter and um alex is obviously you know a, a big guy he, he body goes bodybuilding and um he's got a bit of a presence about him you know he's calmed down a lot now but he used to get involved quite a bit with the uh yeah, the, the kind of the fun side of going away, you know, yeah. Like events, yeah. Um, so we go to Cardiff away, and of course, I'm very, very cautious. I'm saying that Alex, keep your voice down, and he's very loud when he talks. You know, he's got a real sort of southern, south London accent, very, very kind of sort of thing. And uh, he goes, Yeah, yeah, bruv, no worries, no worries, no worries. And I remember we, we sort of got there to grab it early, we parked up, and we found a Costa Coffee, which ran a corner from the actual grounds. So I said to him, Look, speak. Be, be quiet, you know, keep it down. And he goes, yeah, yeah. So he walks inside and he goes in. I'm on the phone to uh, my missus at the time. And he goes into the counter. And I'm standing by the uh, doors and walking in. There's all these Welsh fans there all sort of chatting away. Next minute, he shouts out. He goes, bruv, what do you want? And I was like, oh, my God. And he sees his accent. just sort of killed it. And it's like a, a scene out of a Western. Like, literally, everyone just stopped talking. Like, everyone just stared and looked at us. And I was like, for fuck's sake, you know. Um, but luckily it, it was all good. You know, I think slowly people started talking again and we just sort of blended in. Um, it, we, we took the coffees uh, 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 for, for takeout. We didn't stay in. Um, <laughs> I, I just remember him, the way he just sort of came out, he just couldn't give a shit. You know, it's very, very brash. What do you want? Do you want a, do you want a, do you want a, a latte? What do you want? <laughs> He's going to me. I was thinking, oh my God. But yeah, that's, that's probably the only two that sort of stick, stick out at the moment. Car yours? Um, so it's actually last season, QPR away. So we find out the fixtures and we booked a holiday to go abroad with my family. And I'm thinking, looks at the fixtures, gone, hang on a second, we're going to be back a day later here than QPR. I'm thinking, I can't, I can't, can't miss the first game of the season back with fans. So I um, said, so I talked to my mum, my dad, my dad went, well, we're only going, we're only going down to like Devon area. We weren't, we weren't going abroad or anything, we are going to Devon. So it wasn't, it wasn't the furthest, furthest uh, holiday. But um, we obviously booked it for seven nights. And my family, I think, when we got to drive a couple of people up there and stuff, my dad, my dad's going, oh, my God, we're going to miss the first game of the season. My granddad's threatening and stuff. All the girls in the family, they don't care. They're like, well, just miss your first game. It doesn't matter sort of thing. And we're like, no, that, that, we can't, can't, that can't be on. So we, we, we discussed it with the family. There's a, few, there's a few choice words said from both sides, you know, trying to argue our cases and sort of stuff. And anyway, in the end, we won, which they were not happy about. We left a day early. And we hit traffic on the motorway and we ended up getting back about four o'clock in the morning. I think we had to leave for QPR about 11-ish. We get out with about six hours sleep, go to the football, obviously draw 1-1. We then get back and family are on the group chat going, oh, you didn't even win. It wasn't even worth it and stuff. My granddad put a video of it and goes, it was definitely worth it. So, yeah, that was probably mine. because it's, the, the, it's just that way of family. Isn't it? Like, they don't get it. And we're like, we, don't, we can't miss it. And yeah. yeah, it's just that you get that sort of stuff because obviously the girls don't really, they don't care about my mom, my auntie, my nan. They don't really care. They'll, 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 yeah. they'll, they want us to win, but only because they want us to be good in good moods when we come home. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, Quest- but that's, that's probably my favourite. Cool. Question 14. Favourite current player, Kai? Oh, um, can I go for players who are out of contract, who are not out of contract yet? Yeah, you're going to go Jed Wallace. Well, I was going to go him, but now, now, now I'm thinking about it. I'll probably go with Bart. Okay. Danny's a very close second, but I'll probably go with Bart. Okay. Joe? Uh, I, I, I went with um, Jed Wallace. I think, you know, for what he's done for us, um, with his goal contributions and assists, um, he's good to watch. You know, and um, yeah, so he's probably my favourite Millwall player. Obviously, whether he's going to be there or not next season, who knows? Nothing's been said yet. Um, a shout out to Tom Bradshaw. I like Tom Bradshaw. 
think he's a nice, nice guy, good goal scorer. Um, Daddy McNamara, um, I, I think he's... No, 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 listen, listen, I feel you both getting confused. It says favourite current player. One. Favourite. Not, not favourite. <laughs> do you know what I mean fucking we, hell right we go, we go with Jed Wallace then stop there we go Bart Jed Wallace there we go right okay question 15 get trickier now best away day following Millwall Joe I've chosen a weird one I, I'm, I've chosen Cambridge away um, this is Neil back Harris in 2000 one when all I forgot life was hectic, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was a real shit ground, you know. It was it was an evening kickoff, it was a bit, bit gloomy. I think we were one, we went one nil down or, or two run down at one point. But I feel's hectic just sort of turned turn the game. And I said, we, we, we won five one, I think it was. Um, yeah, just, just being there to watch, you know, Paul Eiffel score that hat trick, what a hat trick it was as well. Um, so to go all that way to Cambridge to get to get the three points. Um, to score those goals, you know, and 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 leave leave there with your head held high, thinking, yes, we are the dogs danglies. You know, we just smashed you five one, and our, our player scored a hat trick against you as well. And and what hat trick it was! So that was probably is my favourite away game. Kai, uh, my favourite away game was my first one following Millwall. My they my family sort of decided it was you know about you know I could go to an away game, and what an away game it was! It was uh, Charlton versus Millwall. And uh, it was Lowry, you know, when Lowry scored that stunner. Oh, right. was that, that was that the twenty-five yard or something? Wasn't it? He, he kind of smashed yeah. it miles out, and he's absolutely pumped it. And I remember that first away game, and yeah, it was that. That was my favourite because obviously it's my first. He scored that. We beat Charlton again, and it was just yeah, it was a special day. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Neither of us picked. Neither of us mentioned. Um, well, I guess you probably wouldn't mention it, but I was going to mention it. Millwall away to um, well, away. We're, we're at Old Trafford against Sunderland in the semi-final FA Cup when Tim Key was scored. So I was Leeds there four three game. I was there at that, at that game, and um, we won one nil against um, Sunderland. It was an amazing, amazing day. You know, great, great game. The trouble is that the big games like that do, but a lot of people on this when we've done this before with people. They always go for the, you know, like some of the the, the games you wouldn't necessarily think say still yeah. to their mind, you know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, right. Question sixteen. Kai, most disliked opponent ever. Was it just an individual player? No team. No oh, team. Um, I'll go for. I'll, I'll have to go for West Ham. I mean, okay. obvious one. I mean, Palace were a close second because we have, we get a lot of Palace from where. Oh, we're, don't, don't, from, don't, but... Okay, stop, stop. <laughs> okay. Which one third? No, 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 no! You're jumping <laughs> fucking ahead. Fuck's sake, Joe! One answer, one answer, and one answer only. Most disliked opponent for me, West Ham. Okay, thank you very much. Right, <laughs> Joe. Top three rivals. I'll go West Ham first. I'll say Leeds United two. Second place, which is weird because they're so fucking far away, aren't they? Up in in, in uh, West Yorkshire, um, and then Crystal Palace as my third, for obvious reasons. Okay, Kai, I'd go same same teams, but West Ham, Crystal Palace, Leeds. Um, I reason Palace is just before Leeds because it's quite a lot of friends supporting Palace, and I'm sick and tired of them keep going on about me. <laughs> So um, yeah, so I have to go Palace second, but obviously West Ham always, always top. West Ham leads Spurs. Is that yours? West Ham leads Spurs. Yeah, Spurs, I don't pass because they're just North London slags. Um, <laughs> but no, I wouldn't. Um, also, I remember when we played them in a the preseason. We we played them in a friendly. I can't think what it was. It was oh, it, it wasn't Rhino. Is that no, yeah, no, we played them at Rhino. We played them in the FA Cup, but no, we. I can't think what it was now. Was it? A, I think it was a youth. I think it was a, a pre-season friendly or a. It was a pre-season friendly. We got smashed, didn't we? And um, well. and they smashed up the fucking Corga pub, and um, and oh, yeah, really? no, it's also yeah, and also um, when we went there, it was fucking horrendous. Um, the old Bill walked us in because I was fan on the board at the time there. 
and so many fans got fucking directed by the old build wrong way. And that that was that was probably one of the most hostile fucking places we went to where we had Spurs fans on three sides of the road. And as you were led in, they were like fucking everywhere. And they were it was fucking it was it was brilliant. <laughs> But it was like, fuck it, you know what I mean? So it was a bit lively. But no, look, I, I, I Spurs are mine in my top three. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Kai, if you could change anything, and that could be a score, um, it could be uh, something within the current setup, the, the running of the club shop, the running of the team bus, fucking anything you want, what would you change and why? It's going to sound pretty uh, low-key, probably compared to some things you could change, but I'm going to go for I would have changed the Millwall-Fulham game back in 2017-18 when Harris was in charge. We lost 3-0, and I would have changed that result because that result probably would have made us... Would have, we would have made the playoffs that year under Harris. That would have been really special. And obviously, we played them away on a Saturday, wouldn't it? Uh, no, we were home, weren't we, on a Friday night on Sky? Oh, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we were like 17 yeah. unbeaten. They were like 22 unbeaten. And we lost 3-0, Sessing Young scored. But I think Morrison had a, a goal disallowed in the first half that should have counted. Okay. And, uh, yeah, if I thought I could change anything, that would be the one because I think we missed out by two points and those three points would have got us in there. Okay. Joe? Uh, apart from having a, a rich Arab owner... I could pump millions and millions and millions of pounds into our, our team and buy us uh, our, our ticket to the Premiership. I would say most realistic thing I would change is probably the, the, the kiosks at that Millwall. It does me head a little bit. Um, food's never really that great. I mean, apart from you know pies and chips and whatnot, you could buy there. Um, the beer is still not great. It takes ages for them to to, uh, to pour it. Yeah. And just the speed. I hate the queues. I mean, Jesus Christ. You know, can you imagine we had like a 30,000 attendance, you know, in that kind of ground, in a big ground. It's like, and, and you know, they, they, they struggle when, when we got like 10,000 fans there. I've been moaning about it for forever and a day, mate. I think for the last probably six, seven years, I've been vocal. So when you were a fan of the board, never did, did never you bring it up? Did you bring it up yeah. when you found the board, Mickey? Lots and lots and lots of times, that, text messages. They're, they're, you know, they're doing... The biggest problem they've got is the catering is, is third party. It's not Millwall. So it's franchised out mm. by a big catering firm. And the problem is, is that it's getting the staff. So, and also what you've got to do is you've got to take into consideration as well is that there's only 23 games a season played there. So... The beer and all that lot, we've we've had trials like when we had um, Moretti there. That was a trial. They don't have cellars, so you know they don't have what normal pubs have with the with the you know with the cellars with the lines and everything else. So it's it's smaller kegs and stuff. But mm. yeah, I just I've got no idea why they can't do it. But again, it's it's money, isn't it? And also, I don't know. I don't know if they really want to, you know sell every Millwall fan a pint within fucking 10 minutes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I remember when I used to go, my missus years ago, we used to, you know, we used to go years ago, back, what, early 2000, and um, and you used to be able to get two beers at half-time. We used to we used to go there and drink two beers at half-time, you know, knock them, you know, get two beers and all that and knock them back mm. and all that and go. But now trying to get two beers and drink them before the yeah. game finishes is fucking near and impossible. Do you That's know what, what I mean? I'm saying. It gets to a point now. I mean, you, you, you would love to go down at half-time and have a, have a quick pint and go back up and watch the second half, but it gets to the point where if you leave at the half-time whistle, go down, you'd be waiting forever in the queue to get a beer. And yeah. by the time you get your beer, you've got to neck it because yeah. second half's yeah. kicked off. So it kind of puts me off. And the, the alternative is you leave early. You might miss yeah. a goal, exactly. Yeah. If, you, if you miss even five minutes, it's... it's yeah. That could be a lot. Um, oh. It's a real shame, isn't it, really? But That's it. So, right, yeah. Joe. That'll be it. All-time yeah. favourite yeah. shirt. Um, I would I would say the 87, 88 season got promoted. So it was the old Lewisham and the, the, the shirt manufacturer was Spall, S-P-A-L-L at the time. Yeah. Loved, yeah. loved that shirt. Loved it. Um I really wish I did, I did get the shirt at the time. I didn't get it. I tried to get it back out, so yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I would love to get it. And um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I did actually order it a few years ago off some kind of website. It never did come. Um, bit of a, a bit of a scam. I think I mentioned you before. Didn't like about that. Um, well, we we caught a scam on on Twitter. Well, an alleged scam where he reckoned he was going to get it and he wouldn't. And I know he wouldn't because when I was speaking to Spall years back and when AMS won the battle and we overturned the CP, CPO, I wanted to get that shirt out. Mm. And with the current conditions what Millwall had with their kit sponsor, they weren't allowed to sell any other shirt. Right. So they, they, it could come out, but it couldn't come out with Millwall's name on it. And the trouble was that it couldn't be sold really with Millwall say so, um, mm. and because of different trademarks on it, it couldn't come out because there was a there's a company up north who's brought when it, when Spool went bust, they basically brought all the material designs, all the um, original prints, blueprints, everything, so they could make it. But there's mm. a trademark issue, and allegedly, I'm led to believe a couple of years ago that Millwall is is talking to him about bringing them out. When it comes out, I've got no idea. If it comes out, I've got no idea. But I know that yeah. I wanted it out as a charity shirt and um, and I couldn't bring it out because I even we were even thinking about putting the AMS logo where the Millwall badge was and having mm. Lewisham on it and everything else. But, yeah, I think Lewis, you have to you have to get permission for Lewisham because it's their logo. You have to get permission from the club. You have to get permission yeah. from this, that, and everything else. But mm. it was there. I, I, I had numerous amounts of... Raj or Sarge or whatever his name is from um, Spall, um, phone mm. calls and everything else to get it all done because they've got all the colouring. We needed to find an original shirt to match the colour up exactly, but we mm. had everything there. It was ready to go, but, yeah, weren't allowed to do it. Your favourite shirt then, Kai? Uh, my favourite one was the one off, you know, the army shirt against the... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking hell. There's a, cheeky, there's a cheeky cunt on eBay at the moment selling one of them signed for £480. Jeez, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get one of them, and they're 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 lovely. Okay, well done. Yeah, I was about probably twelve, thirteen. So that was. There weren't bit... many. Um, if I remember right, it wasn't many of those made, were there? Because they didn't think they did. They didn't think it was sell very well, did they? No, absolutely. So fifteen hundred of them. Yeah, they got fifteen hundred of them, and they wow. didn't think they'd sell that well. And thing, and I never got one. And to you be don't fair, want I've to never. In all yeah. the time as fan on the board and done AMS stuff, I've never even got a match worn shirt either. So I've never, I've not, not got one of them either. So yeah, oh, that's a shame. Oh well, claim claim to fame there, but yeah. Um, <laughs> the best piece of Mill memorabilia you own, Kai? Um, probably the Wembley photo with uh, Paul Robinson. I think it's Neil Harris holding the um, trophy up. I don't, I don't know how many of them were made, but I remember getting. Dad got one probably just after the probably about two three months after the match, and it sits just in our in our hallway. So um, yeah, so it will come in the house and they could quite quickly see who who we support. I held that cup. Did you? <laughs> you know the you, you know the one the the Morrison goal when Morrison yeah. scored that 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 champion um, final one there. I held. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went into the den on them. Basically, on the Saturday night, they all went out. And they went out to a hotel in central in in London, not far from the den. And my phone died, and uh, and I was and um, where was we? Where was it? It was when did Morrison score? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was when it twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, and I lived in Dartford. I, I'd moved to Dartford, so I'd move. I, I think we'd moved to Dartford by then. Yeah, I had. And I got back here, plugged my phone in because my phone had died and it was like, you know, on my way home, I phoned my missus said, right, my phone's dying, I'm on my way back. All right, no way. So I come fucking all the way up, Burmese, London Bridge, out to here. And I get indoors and I plug my phone in. And I got a text message. We're here if you want to come and join us. And I'm like, oh, oh. sake. <laughs> Shit. Okay. But anyway, nothing. So I went in the den on the Monday and I was like, right, you know, morning fucking skived or whatever fucking in there. I, I want a picture of the cup. All right, no worries. It's not here. What do you mean it's not here? It's not here. Okay, where is it then? Tony Craig's got it. He's on his way in, but Tony Craig's got it. Tony Craig took the cup home on Saturday and slept with it. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Craig slept with it, 
and then brought it in on the Monday after his kids and everyone else had slept with it, and yeah, brought it in, and then yeah, I got a picture of that. And also, you know, the great big posters, what were like uh, around the den, fucking great big, huge, like same size as you, quite big posters with mm. um, I, f- I can't think it was on there. I think it's Fred and someone else with the cup or whatever. But I've got one of them as well. But no, I've got I've got I've got a couple of balls. I've got a ball from the Carling Cup, Northampton. Or not, yeah, not um, Northampton Town. That when we played them in the Carling Cup, I've got a Carling Cup ball. Um, I've got nineteen seventies uh, mimic shirt, training shirt, or the youth youth shirt. Um, I've got a couple of signed shirts. I've got um, Bradshaw shirt. Um, yeah, I've got some other bits and pieces like that and stuff. So yeah, there's there's a few more bits what I want and stuff. But yeah, I'd have loved the um, talking about it because it's it's only a couple of it's only a week ago since you know the five year anniversary of the um, London Bridge attack. But the FA and the EFL done um, special commemorative um, medals because we won the pre- we won obviously the playoff that thing, didn't we? We we got the we come from Division One back to the Championship and. Um, and to commemorate, the, the, to commemorate our four fans that were involved in that, they all got um, a genuine um, championship medal and a signed wow. shirt in a box, a match, you know, like a match-worn shirt in the box and everything else. That was quite cool. I wish, yeah, I'd, I, wish I had one of those. That was quite cool. So, yeah. yeah. What's your bit of memorabilia then, Kai? Did I, did I just... Did I, did I just I, say? Is my, what did you say? Joe, uh, you know the uh, Robbo and Harris picture? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, that's it. 20 questions, not that bad, was it? Can I do my one? Oh, have you not done yours yet? Yeah, <laughs> you've done, you done cry twice and, and, and you stick me out. I knew I forgot one of you. I just didn't know which one you <laughs> You just forgot the wrong one. Um, I've got a signed football um, from 2001. The, the season got promoted with Tim Cahill, Harris, Paul Eiffel, that, that era, um, which, which was lovely. I've got some um, uh, signed football shirts as well, uh, where I've done sort of player sponsorships over the last sort of few years. So one of my earliest ones I've got, which I'm not particularly proud of, it's kind of like stuck up in the, uh, the loft, to be honest with you, is um, do you remember Andy Keogh? Yeah. The Irish striker. So I've got a signed shirt by him. Um, I've got a Steve Morrison one. Yeah. Which is, which is a nice one um, that he signed. And... Then you can't really see it at the moment, can you? But in that corner there, can mm. you see it? Can you see Number that? 17. Yeah, that's George Savile. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got my George Savile. Why uh, turn the camera around the other way again. This way? Turn the camera back around. Is it, is it just the daylight, or does that chair look West Ham colours to you? <laughs> You're colourblind, oh. isn't you? Oh, hello. It does, doesn't it, Kai? It no, does a little bit, yeah. It's, it's that's clear and blue, isn't it? black. Which chair? The, the bench, the... Uh, yeah, the bench, yeah. That's blue blue and black. Is it? There's red on there, isn't there? It's flower no, and blue to me. That's just, a, that's just a handle. Oh, okay. You want you, you wind me up, haven't you? Mate, do you remember, Kai? Do you remember when we done Friday Night Live? And I wore a, burgund, <laughs> oh. I wore a burgundy fucking um, hoodie. I wore a burgundy hoodie. And you fuck me. West Ham you, you were one of the cunts that were giving it to me. Before you come on the show, you were one of the fuckers who were giving it to me. Uh, <laughs> I think I've I was, never, actually. I've never memory. worn that shirt. I've never it, worn that again. Never. I gave it, it to my daughter, and she was loves it, it. Yeah, yeah, it was a hoodie. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah, I've never worn that. it since, mate. She wears it now, so yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sure she So that's that. it. So look, we're, we're, um, we're finished the questions there. We'll do a brief one on so then two... Um, Two friendlies have been announced so far. Obviously, no friendlies in Cork. Two friendlies have been announced so far. Um, Ipswich and hey, Dartford, the closest <laughs> fucking away day for me. Um, it, literally, it's there. <laughs> Is it? Literally, if, I, if, I, if I walk out my house and walk up the road next to me, it's basically at the end of that road. Cross over the road. Wow. And I'm in Dartford. Football Perfect. Game, so we, can we do the, uh, if it's raining, can we come and do the press match 
a post-match press conference in your house then, yeah? Yeah, mate. No idea. worries at all, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come and uh, sit maybe, right. maybe, I'm, maybe, out. Maybe, I'm outside now, mate. Yeah, no worries at all, mate. Maybe, maybe do a barbecue it. for us well, Mickey, and a few beers, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, we could turn it into that. We could do a show afterwards if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. We've got this on call, didn't we, uh, Kai? So you can't get yeah. out of it now, can we? So I'll it's go documented. Tell I'll go tell the missus in a minute, by the way. The boys are coming round after. <laughs> after the way, so, yeah. We're there. Um, so yeah, look, this is it. This this is um, who are you? Listed line, whichever it is. It's who just the way we are. thought. Yeah, it's it. We thought we'd just do um, we do this so you get to know the boys here. Um, we got another one planned with Chris and Omar. Um, coming up soon. Omar would have been involved, and Chris would have been involved in this, but. They're uh, they're busy at the moment. Uh, right about now, I think um, Omar is on a plane on the way back from Germany. He was at England, uh, Germany last night, so he's on his way back. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, just a bit of fun, really, giving you something to listen to on your dog walk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it. If you want to do this, just drop it, drop us a line, get in touch, the DM, um, you know, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you want to do, we get you on. Um, and we can do it. It's a standard 20 questions, fairly easy to answer. You've listened to them all today. Uh, and gives you an insight into Kai Bennett and Mr. Zamba. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Do what we always ask you to do. Please do like if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening to us as a podcast, then please do subscribe, like, uh, and follow us across social media. Uh, that Millwall pod, nice and easy, same address across all social media and that's it from us and we'll see you again soon uh thanks for listening and up the wall So get new friends, make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.